<clears throat> all right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. Twitter Facts and like always. Of course, hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday morning so far. I'm doing pretty good. This is my week three of the 2022 NFL season predictions. Hope you guys are doing pretty good today. Didn't really do that great with my predictions last week, but of course, I am happy that my Dallas Cowboys did win back on Sunday. We'll definitely talk about that in the end. That's the last game we're going to be talking about because it is the last game of week three. So I am pretty excited about that to talk about. I'm actually excited to talk about my Dallas Cowboys. I know it's pretty shocking. But um, all right, let's not waste any time. Let's not waste any time right here. Let's get right into it. The first game of the week is an AFC North matchup between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Both teams coming off losses in week two. The Pittsburgh Steelers are coming off losing to the New England Patriots 17-14. Kind of surprising, to be honest. And the Cleveland Browns are coming off losing to the New York Jets 31-30. The Browns were up, they were up 30-17. They were up 30-17 with, I believe, over a minute to go. And they blew it. Jets scored a touchdown. They recovered the onside kick. Jets scored another touchdown. That was it. Got to give Joe Flacco a lot of credit. We're going to talk about the Jets in a little bit. Got to give them credit. That was a huge fucking win right there. And that's that's a tough loss there for Cleveland. I think that's going to linger for them right there. Because you could be 2-0 right now. You could be on top of the AFC North. Nope. And you know what? You know, I got to say right here, the Cleveland Brown fans are fucking disgusting. Like, they had a fucking mannequin. I don't know if people saw it. They had, like, a mannequin at, like, the tailgate. And it said something about massage. Um, what did it say? Uh, like, massage isn't dirty or whatever it was. It said something like that. I was like, you kidding me? And people with these Deshaun Watson jerseys, the things that they say on them. I'm like, oh, my God, here. And I never seen a worse fan base right here. I thought the Eagles fan base was bad, but the Browns have taken that cake right now. The Cleveland Browns are the worst NFL fan base in the league. They've taken the cake right there. I don't care what anybody says. They've taken the they have taken the cake on having the worst fan base in the NFL. Doing shit like that is absolutely disgusting. And like I said, Eagle fans are bad. But Brown fans have taken the cake on that one. And I wish nothing but the worst for the Cleveland Browns. I hope they go 1-16. It's not going to happen, but it would be really nice. And I, and I was happy for this team back in 2020 when they made it to the playoffs. I was happy for them. You know, because their fan base had suffered long enough. But you know what? The fan base deserves to suffer more. Because you're going to pull shit like this now? That's disgusting. That is really disgusting. You know, you got to feel bad for the players, obviously. Because I'm sure they have to be thinking, like, you know, why are they defending this guy for? Like, why? You know, and Jacoby Brissett shouldn't lose his job come uh, week 11 when this jerk-off's going to be coming back, Watson. Brissett should just have the job the rest of the season. You know, obviously he's not a good quarterback. He's very average and solid at best. But I, you know, come on. I would rather Brissett than Watson. That's why Cleveland should have never made that trade. They should have never done it. Should have never done it. You gave this guy $230 million guaranteed. You should have just stuck with Baker. 
I mean, obviously, Baker's not doing too hot out there in Carolina so far. They're 0-2. But, I mean, come on. The fact that they made that trade for Watson, it just didn't make any sense at all. Giving him all that money. And now he's Scott, he, he can live scot-free the rest of his life now. Disgusting. Disgusting. That's what it is. But with this game right here, you know, both teams are looking to bounce back after losing in Week 2. I was surprised, though, the Steelers did lose to the, uh, the Patriots. I thought the Steelers were going to win that game, but Trubisky didn't really look good. That's kind of what you had to expect out of Trubisky this season. He's very inconsistent. That's why I think midseason we're going to see Kenny Pickett. I still think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make it to the playoffs. I still think they're going to make it to the playoffs, but I think Kenny Pickett is going to get in pretty later on in the season. Like midseason, they're going to throw him in. I think Trubisky's going to have – a horrendous game coming up pretty soon. And they're going to say, all right, let's give the kid a shot. And I think Pickett's going to be good. I honestly think Pickett's going to be a good quarterback. You can say, well, how do you know? He hasn't started yet. I think he's going to be good. I honestly think he's going to be good. Just a gut feeling I have right there. I think Pickett is going to be that franchise quarterback for the Steelers. I think he's going to be. I definitely think he's going to be. You know, but like I said, I think the Steelers are still going to make it to the playoffs. And look at how the AFC North is right now. They could win that division. I know it's only week two. I know it's only week two, but they very much could. They have the talent. And, you know, you're going to be getting T.J. Watt back in a few weeks. They very much could win that division. They really could. It's not impossible. Everybody thinks they're going to be horrendous and so bad and everything. I think that's true for Trubisky. You know, and Trubisky might have a good game this week, but he's very inconsistent. The next week he'll be bad. That's just how it is. But with this game right here, I think it's going to be very low scoring, honestly, between Trubisky and Brissett. You go from Herbert versus Mahomes to Trubisky versus Brissett, that's, that's pretty much a downgrade right there, honestly. <laughs> if this wasn't on Amazon Prime, this was on, because uh, Thursday Night Football used to be on Fox for the last couple of years before. Well, it was on Amazon Prime last year, it was also on Fox, so it was on Bolt. I mean, they would draw pretty low ratings for this game, honestly. It's not like it's... Big Ben versus Baker, at least you could watch that. But you're getting Trubisky versus Brissett. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll, maybe I'll skip this Thursday Night Football if you're a casual football fan. Because the casuals will, tur- will tune in for Herbert and Mahomes. Trubisky and Brissett, yeah, that's a no. So with this game again right here, it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be all about defense on both sides. Both defenses are good, even though the Browns' defense just completely fell apart in that last minute against the Jets. I still think it's going to be a defensive football game. I think we might see a lot of field goals, honestly. I think this game could very much end 12-9. to That's how I see it. So I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers on this one. They'll bounce back, and they'll beat the Cleveland Browns. I really hope so. I'm rooting for any team to beat the Browns this season, unless if it's a NFC East team, if it's like the Giants or, you know, Washington or Philly, then, yeah, I got to cheer for Cleveland, sadly. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one. So now let's get to our first Sunday game right here. We have the Houston Texans and the Chicago Bears. Both teams coming off losses as well in Week 2. The Houston Texans coming off losing to the Broncos. And the Chicago Bears coming off losing to the Green Bay Packers. What else is new? (laughs) This game right here, this is going to be another low-scoring game because both offenses are terrible. 
And these two quarterbacks right here, Mills and Fields, I don't even know what to say, honestly. Like, Mills... I mean, the Texans really stuck in that game against Denver. They probably should have won. And they probably should have beaten the Colts in week one. But I I don't know. It's the Texans. I don't know what to say about them, honestly. I don't know what to say about Mills. He's not going to be good, honestly. I, I, I can't see him being good. Same thing with Justin Fields of the Bears. He only he only threw, I think, what, 11 passes on Sunday night against the Packers? He only threw 11 passes. I mean, I thought the Bears were going to be a little bit different after beating the 49ers. thought so maybe this team would be a little bit different. Yeah, no. They got embarrassed. Just like, well, they always do by Green Bay. Green Bay always fucking embarrasses them. As long as Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback out there in Green Bay, it's like a free win. It's like a free win for him. That's just what it is. That's just how it's always been. It's like a free win. That's all That's all it is. That's all that it is. You know, I mean, I want to like Justin Fields, honestly, because I felt bad for him last year with Matt Nagy and everything. He's got so much potential, but 11 passes on a primetime game. That's something you would see out of a third-string quarterback on a primetime game, like Ben DiNucci a couple years ago against Philly. I would expect that out of him, not out of a starting quarterback. And Justin Fields is the franchise quarterback right now. He is. He is that franchise quarterback. When you're throwing 11 passes on Sunday Night Football or any primetime game, that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. But this is another game I don't think people are really going to care too much about. It's going to be another low-scoring game. The Texans' defense really isn't that bad, honestly, because they were able to hold down the Colts to 20 points and the Broncos to 16, which isn't that bad. Because both teams, despite the Colts being 0-1-1 as well and them getting shellacked by the Jaguars on Sunday, they do have good offensive weapons. They just don't know how to use them right now. And the Broncos' offense has great weapons too. Got Russ. You got a good receiving core. Texans held him down to 16 points. Well, Nathaniel Hack is just not a good head coach. Let's just put that out there right now. But we'll talk about that when we talk about the Broncos. Um, but with this game right here, it'll be another low-scoring game. It'll be another low-scoring game. And I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears on this one. They'll bounce back and they'll beat the Texans. But then after that, I think we'll see a lot of losing out of them. That's how I see it. So next game right here, we have a battle of the 0-2. We got the Las Vegas Raiders and the Tennessee Titans. So the Las Vegas Raiders, they're coming off losing to the Arizona Cardinals. They choked that one. They were up 20, they were, not 27, they were up 23 to 7. And they wound up losing 29 to 23 in overtime. Gotta give Kyler Murray a lot of credit though. I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray, but I gotta give him credit. He stepped it up right there for the Cardinals. On that two-point conversion to make it 23-15, to 15, he was moving around. He was able to get the two points. And he was able to move around later on in the game, getting the touchdown. And they went for the two-point conversion. They tied it. You know, then fucking Hunter Renfro fumbling it in overtime cost them right there. Got to give Cardinals a lot of credit, honestly. I thought they were going to be a really bad team after getting blown out by the Chiefs. And they were getting blown out by the Raiders. But then the Raiders choked that one away. I'm pretty surprised, honestly. Um, but yeah, and the Tennessee Titans right now coming off getting destroyed last night by the Bills. Oh my God, it wasn't even close. I guess you could say that's revenge from a couple years ago. Because remember a couple years ago, the Titans 
destroy the Bills if they play on a Tuesday because, you know, COVID was running rampant. They had to cancel the games and move to a different date. I remember the Titans destroyed them last night. Oh, my God. That connection with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, three touchdowns. The Bills, man, the Bills are dangerous. Blowing out the Rams, now blowing out the Titans. Jesus. I think the Titans right here, they got to move on from Tannehill. Like, Tannehill was a nice story for a couple years. He's just not it anymore. Once you paid him that money right there, because he was he was good in 2019. When they brought him in and he replaced Mariota when they, I think they were 2-4. and four, And they went to the AFC Championship. Tannehill had a really good run. He had a really good run. But his run is done right. Once they paid him the big money, he became what he's always been, an average quarterback. So it's time to move on. Give the kid Malik, uh, give the kid Malik a chance. Let's see what he can do. And I think he can come in midseason as well. If Tannehill continues to shit the bed, which he will, you know, you got to give the kid a shot. You just have to. With this game right here, somebody's obviously going to win. Somebody's going to get their first win of the season. Unless there's a tie, but um, honestly, I think the Raiders are the better team. I think the Raiders are really just underperforming right now. With the team that they have, with the talent that they have on offense, with Carr, with Jacobs, with Waller, with Renfro, with Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the game, their defense really isn't that bad. They're really underperforming so far. They should be, they legit could be 1-1 one one or 2-0. and oh. They legit could be. But they have shot themselves in the foot back-to-back games. So they got to wake up right here in a big way. They lose, their season's done. Whoever loses this game, their season's done. I mean, the Titans the Titans do have a chance, honestly, with the AFC South being so bad so far. But they go 0-3. I don't, I don't see them having a shot. Even though they would have a better shot than the Raiders. If, they, if the Raiders go 0-3, they're just they're done. But with this game right here, I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders to get their first win of the season over the Tennessee Titans. So now we go to the next game right here. We got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Indianapolis Colts. Kansas City Chiefs, 2-0. Good start to the season. They're coming off beating the Chargers last Thursday. The Indianapolis Colts are coming off getting shut out by the Jaguars on Sunday. I just don't know what to say right there about the Colts. With the Chiefs, though, kind of surprised they're 2-0. Like, I expect them to beat the Cardinals in the first week. I thought the Chargers were going to get them, and I was watching a little bit of that game. The Chargers had them for a while, but in typical Chargers fashion, they blew that one, and the Chiefs were able to sneak out with a win. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, though, I thought he was going to be a little bit weaker this season without Tyree Kill. He's still the same old Patrick Mahomes, still very good. I expected him to regress a little bit. I don't think we're going to see a Patrick Mahomes regression for a long time, honestly. If it's not going to happen now, it's not going to happen for a long time. Now listen, the Chiefs are still a good team. You know, you still got Mahomes, still have Kelsey. You know, we'll see what Juju can be this year. You still have a good defense. You still have a great coach at Andy Reid. But now you look at the Colts, man, have they really underperformed. That's another team that's really underperformed. They tied with the Texans in week one, and they just got shut out by Jacksonville on Sunday. I mean, Jacksonville... It's, you know, it's a very young team. They could surprise a lot of people this season. They almost beat Washington in week one. So they're a sneaky team right there. They're not going to make it to the playoffs. I'd be very surprised. But um, they're, they're a sneaky team, honestly. Um, but, man, Matt Ryan, he looked terrible against Jacksonville. And I thought Matt Ryan was going to be the Matthew Stafford for the Colts. Like, you know, like Matthew Stafford's been for the Rams. But, no. 
no. So far, no. And now you face the Chiefs right here. It's like, oh, like here we go now. You just face. You face two teams that won't be in the playoffs. Well, I mean, well, with the AFC South, who knows? Actually, I shouldn't say the Jags won't make it or the Texans won't make it because that division's up for grabs. Honestly, it actually is. That's a sad thing to say. You could see a division winner right there have a losing record. It very much could happen. It very much could happen. That would actually be really surprising. You know, but now you're facing the Chiefs right here, and I just don't like the Colts' chances. I think they might get blown out in this game, and I think you might see somebody get fired. Because the way that they're underperforming right here, I think somebody's going to get fired after this game. I'm just stating my opinion right there. I think somebody's going to get fired after this game. If the Colts lose, especially if they get blown out, somebody's going to get fired. So I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs on this one. I don't see the Colts... I don't think the Colts even have a shot at winning this game. I think it'll be over by the second quarter. That's how I see it. That's how bad I think the Colts are right now. But now we get to an AFC East matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Both teams that are 2-0. We talk about the Bills. They're just coming off blowing out the uh, Tennessee Titans last night. And the Miami Dolphins, who were down 28-7. Against the Baltimore Ravens. I think it was also 35. It was 35 to 14. And the Miami Dolphins came all the way back to win that game 42 to 38. Unreal. Tua Tua Tagovailoa, 469 yards, six touchdowns. Wow. And honestly, I might have to eat my words on the Dolphins. I don't think they're going to win this game. But maybe is is Tua actually legit? You see, that's the thing with Tua right there. Because he can go into this game and he can play like shit. And then it's like, is he actually that good or is he just very inconsistent? I mean, because the Baltimore Ravens are a good team. They have a very good defense. But Tua fucking torched them. He was throwing the ball deep. Everybody's been saying that Tua doesn't have a good arm. He was throwing the ball pretty deep. The Tyree killed some great passes to Waddle. Jalen Wilde, the game-winning touchdown. He threw a nice touchdown pass to Gusecki. Back in, I think it was like the second quarter. I believe it was the second quarter. I mean, the Dolphins, got to give them credit, honestly. They were getting blown out by the Ravens. I thought, oh, well, now they come back down to earth. But, wow. That's a statement win right there, honestly. But now you need another statement win. If you beat the Bills right here, you start off 3-0. You start off 3-0 right here. That's huge. That is huge. That's a huge statement. Comeback win over the Ravens. That was big. Listen, the Dolphins, they hear the noise right here. I don't think Tua hears it every day that he's not a good quarterback. He doesn't belong, you know, obviously obviously he's not top 10. We know that for a fact. You know, oh, the Dolphins shouldn't have taken. They should have taken Herbert. And I've said the same thing. I've absolutely said the same thing. But who knows? Maybe Tua will be good. Maybe he will. A lot of people are praising him. After this game, and rightfully so. He deserved it. He deserved a lot of praise. He did really good. Did really good. But I still think the Bills are going to win this game right here. I think it's going to be a close one. It's not going to be a blowout. I think the Bills are finally going to get some competition in this game, honestly. So, again, it won't be... It will not be a blowout. It will not be a blowout. It'll be... It'll be a very close game. It'll be a very close game. But in the end, I do have the Buffalo Bills winning this game. 
But I think it's nothing to be ashamed about for the Dolphins. If you get blown out, there definitely is. But if it's a close game, you're able to stick in there with the Bills. Yeah, the Bills are giving them a lot of shit the last couple of years. So the Dolphins here, it's, it's time to step it up. But I think the Bills are going to get them in the end. And now we have an NFC North matchup right here between the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. So the Detroit Lions are coming off a pretty surprising win over the Commanders back on Sunday. I was really surprised. They were beating, I think, 22 to nothing at one point. The Commanders were able to sneak their way back in it a little bit. But in the end... They, they shot themselves in the foot, and that was game. The Detroit Lions got a big win right there. Got to give them a lot of credit. The Detroit Lions, they're another sneaky team right there. They came very close to beating the Eagles. One loss by a field goal. And you just beat Washington right here. That's that's good. Detroit's going to be pretty good. I still, I still don't think in the future they're going to be pretty good. Not right now. I still don't think Jared Goff's the answer. That re- wide receiver, what's his name? St. Brown, he's... Really fucking good. DeAndre Swift's a really good running back. They just need the quarterback. Because I don't think Jared Goff is the guy. But I could be wrong. Maybe Jared Goff has a 2018 type of breakout season here with Detroit. Maybe he does. But I still think I still don't think he's that guy. I just don't think he's that guy right now. That's just how I feel. And the Minnesota Vikings right here. They're coming off losing last night to the Eagles on Monday Night Football. The second Monday Night Football game. Last night, and I was disappointed, obviously, because we, you know, Cowboys needed the Vikings to win, but Kirk Cousins in primetime, that was my main concern. I still thought the Vikings were going to win that game last night, but wow. That's primetime Kirk for you. He doesn't do good in the primetime games. He did great against the Packers the week before. And what did he do last night against Philly? He shit the bed. You could tell maybe if that game wasn't on primetime, yeah, maybe it's a little bit of a different story. But my God, Kirk Cousins just, they got to stop putting the Vikings on prime time. They really got to stop putting them on. They're for right now until Kirk Cousins is not the quarterback anymore. Kirk Cousins just doesn't belong on prime time. He doesn't win. He doesn't win. I think, was he have like three or four wins on prime time? He just doesn't win in prime time games. He just doesn't. I think the Vikings are going to bounce back in this game. But, I mean, oh, my God, you know, and the whole NFC North right now is one and one. But, like, oh, my goodness here. The Vikings legit have a chance to win the division. Because they have, I will say this, though. They have the best roster in the NFC North, despite the QB position. Because, obviously, the best quarterback in that division is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, come on. There's no denying that. But the Vikings, talent-wise, are better. They clear all those teams right there. Because the Packers have gotten weaker on offense. The Lions' offense is very young and is going to be good soon. The Bears' offense is just non-existent, obviously, despite being one and one. The Vikings have the best offense right there in that division. You have Justin Jefferson. You have Adam Thielen. You have Dalvin Cook. You have Jalen Rager now. You know, but Kirk Cousins will win you games that just aren't on prime time. That's just how he is. That's just how he is. If the Vikings had, let's say they had Jimmy Garoppolo... They could probably get to the NFC Championship. I would go as far as saying that. If Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback of the Vikings. Maybe that's a guy to look at in the offseason. I'll just say that. I'll just say that right there. And I think if that happens, why would you complain? You know you're going to win games. That's how it is. But I do believe right here in this game the Vikings will bounce back and they will beat the Detroit Lions. 
So next matchup right here, we have the Baltimore Ravens against the New England Patriots. So both teams coming off, not both teams coming off losses, one team coming off a loss, one team coming off a win. So the Baltimore Ravens coming off that embarrassing blowout. Well, not well, they had, were blowing out the Dolphins. I meant to say uh, embarrassing blowing that blowout game against the Miami Dolphins and New England Patriots coming off beating Pittsburgh Steelers. So this is the New England Patriots home opener right here. Um, I gotta say this though with the Patriots like a lot of people want to give Mac Jones a lot of shit and I get it I get it though but Mac Jones really isn't a terrible quarterback he's very, he's average he's an average quarterback he's not bad though a lot of people try to say he's the worst quarterback in the league or he's one of the worst I mean he's really not he's not terrible he's not terrible he did go to the Pro Bowl last year I mean yeah obviously they got blown out by the Bills in the wild card round, but I mean he's not that he's not that bad of a quarterback though. He's really not. It was only his first season last year. This is his second season right now. And who says the Patriots don't sneak into another playoff spot like they did last season? They didn't deserve to make it, but they did. Mac Jones really wasn't that bad. I don't think he's that bad at all, honestly. I really don't. He's not good, but he's also not bad. He's average. He's an average quarterback. That's just how I see it. I think people need to give the kid a break a little bit, honestly. So I see it. And I got to agree with a lot of people right here. Lamar Jackson deserves to be paid big. Because that loss on Sunday, that's not on him at all. He did everything he could. He had that amazing run. I think that made it 28-7, to I believe. Like, Lamar Jackson is special. And the fact that the Ravens didn't pay him in the offseason... That's not good. I think Lamar's going to stay. I don't think Lamar's going anywhere, honestly. I don't think Lamar's going to leave Baltimore. I think he's a, I think he's a Raven for life, honestly. I know it's, it's hard to say nowadays with quarterbacks. You know how they want crazy money and everything. I'm sure a lot of people thought Stafford would be a lion for life. Yeah, but I, th- I think it's a different situation with Lamar, honestly. I think Lamar's a Raven for life. And the Ravens very much, their team, they are a team that could get to the championship game. They very much could. They very much could, but the defense right there, you need a statement game against the Patriots. The Patriots have no weapons on offense, other than you could just say Damien Harris, the running back for the Patriots, who is a decent running back. They have no weapons. You should make this game a living hell for the Patriots. They really should. They really should. I am going to go with the Ravens in this game. I am going to go with the Ravens in this game, but it really should not be close. You need a big statement win after that embarrassing loss on Sunday. You got to bounce back in a big way. They really do. And the funny thing is, it is a third straight AFC East opponent they're facing. So, there you go. So now here we go with the next matchup right here. Speaking of an AFC North team facing an AFC East team, we have the Cincinnati Bengals against the New York Jets. The Cincinnati Bengals coming off, you know, going to the Super Bowl last year. They're 0-2 so far. And granted, both games they lost by a field goal to the Steelers and to my Dallas Cowboys. But, oh man, I thought the O-line was going to change for the for the Bengals this year because they made a lot of adjustments to the O-line. And to see in this game on Sunday, of course I watched the whole game with my Cowboys, of course I watched the whole fucking game. The Bengals O-line, man, they still are fucking terrible. They are still that bad. My Cowboys defense was running all over them. Dorrance Armstrong, Micah Parsons, 
They were running all over Joe Burrow. I mean, Burrow didn't throw any interceptions. Didn't throw any interceptions like he threw four the week before against Pittsburgh. But my God. That O-line is still that fucking bad. That's insane. And they made adjustments. They got new guys on that offensive line. And they're still not good. They're still not good. And the Bengals had a lot of chance to win this game. Right? My Cowboys blew a 17-3 lead. Thank God we were able to win on a game-winning field goal by Maher in the end. But man, the Bengals, though, they just don't look good so far. I mean, Burrow looked really good in the second half against Pittsburgh. I will admit that the week before. But against the Cowboys, he just did not look good at all. And now you're facing a Jets team right here. And the Jets defense, pretty underrated, honestly. Pretty underrated defense. They're coming off a huge win over Cleveland. They were down 30-17 to with a minute to go. They came back and somehow won that game. Joe Flacco went off in that game right there. And he is going to be starting this Sunday. Zach Wilson's not ready just yet. So it will be Joe Flacco versus Joe Burrow, the bow of the Joes right here. I mean, if you're at MetLife Stadium this Sunday, you better be going crazy. Because this Jets team, honestly, they're another team that's very sneaky. Because their offense is very underrated. Obviously, Joe Flacco is just like the stopgap kind of guy. Because Zach Wilson is that guy. He is going to be that franchise quarterback. But the Jets have a good defense. They have an underrated offense. A lot of people are trying to give Robert Sala a lot of shit. And a lot of people thought he was going to regret saying, you know, oh, he has the receipts for, you know, people talking shit about the Jets. Uh, well, he was right to say that because look what happened. They bounced back in a huge way against Cleveland. In a game they probably should have lost. In a game they probably should have lost. Look what happened. Just look what happened right there. You got to give the Jets a whole lot of credit. A whole lot of credit. I'm happy, I'm happy the Jets won. And, you know, these two teams had a really good game last year when it was Burrow versus Mike White. And Mike White just went completely off on the Bengals, and the Jets got the win. So I think the Jets are going to win this game. I think the Jets will get above 500 right here. I'm picking them to beat the Bengals. And it really will be shocking to see a team that went to the Super Bowl last year start 0-3. But I think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see it because I'm going with the New York Jets in this game against the Bengals. I think the Bengals are still going to struggle offensively. I think Burrow's just going to have a whole lot of, a whole lot of hell coming up. On Sunday, the Jets' defense is underrated. Very underrated. I think they're just going to get to. I think, I think any defense could get to the Bengals right here. Any defense can get to them. Even the worst defense in the NFL can get to them. That's how I see it. Even the Dallas Cowboys' defense under Mike Nolan in 2020 would get to this Bengals' offense. And well, they did actually that year. But Burrow didn't play that game because he was hurt. But I rest my case. But yeah, I got the Jets in this one. And now we got an NFC East matchup right here that... Uh, I can't believe I actually have to cheer for Washington. We got the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Commanders. The Philadelphia Eagles coming off blowing out the Vikings last night Monday Night Football. The Commanders are coming off losing to the Detroit Lions back on Sunday. So Carson wins against his former team right here. It'll be interesting. It's going to be an interesting one. And I got to give credit to the Eagles. This is a team last year that didn't beat any good teams to get to the playoffs. They had nine wins last year. All those wins were against teams below 500. None of those teams they beat last year made it to the playoffs. So it is good to see them bounce back, honestly, in a way. 
I will give them credit because I do like Jalen Hurts. I think Nick Sarani is a dick, honestly. That's just how I feel about him, the way he was talking shit about the Cowboys last year. And it came back and bit him in the ass not once but twice because we blew him out twice. But I think Jalen Hurts is very talented. You know, when he first made his debut in 2020, I liked him. I said, this guy's going to be good. I said, Jalen Hurts is going to be good. He got to the playoffs last year. He's looking good so far. He looked very good last night in prime time. Got to give him credit. He's going to be a very good quarterback. I don't think a lot of people saw him as a good quarterback. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be good, honestly. But the reason why I'm saying I'm cheering for the Commanders on Sunday is because, well, the Eagles are 2-0. The Commanders are 1-1. Cowboys are 1-1. The Giants are 2-0. We play the Giants next Monday. So what we need to happen is we need Washington to beat Philly so that both teams are 2-1. and one, And then we have to beat the Giants so that all four teams are 2-1. and one. So that's a four-way tie. And then we play the Commanders the next Sunday after. So obviously we don't want the Eagles going 3-0. and up. So we do need Washington to win. Obviously I would hope for a tie. That would be the best case scenario. Well, then if a tie happens... Then the Eagles are 2-0-1. If we go 2-1 by beating the Giants, it does nothing. It doesn't put us in first place. I'd rather a four-way tie. So we actually do need do need Washington to win. I don't, I don't think Washington's going to win, honestly. But hopefully I'm wrong. You know, hopefully I'm wrong with this prediction. But I think the Eagles are very talented, honestly. I think they're all there. I think they got the quarterback. They got the coach. Their defense is good, even though they did struggle against Detroit. Like I said about Detroit, they're a sneaky team right there. They're going to push it to the very end. But, um, but yeah. I think Philly's a set team right here, honestly. And I'm going to go with them over the Commanders, but I hope I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that the Commanders can sneak out and win, honestly. And then the Cowboys obviously have to do their part on Monday. And then hopefully there is a four-way tie going into week four. That's the best-case scenario right there. Because if the Eagles would have lost last night, then I wouldn't care who wins this game on Sunday. I'd be like, okay, whatever. Whoever wins, wins. But now we need we need Washington to win, so then we can win, and then there's a four-way tie. That's the best case scenario for the Cowboys. That's the best case scenario right there. Hate to even say it, but that's just how it is. But next one right here, we have an NFC South matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. The New Orleans Saints coming off losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so that's the very first time the Buccaneers have beaten the Saints in the regular season since Brady's gotten there. I mean, the Bucs did beat the Saints in the playoffs, obviously, in January of 2021, but we're talking about regular season. The Saints were 4-0 against them in the regular season. I mean, I, I mean, listen, the Bucs didn't look that great in this game offensive-wise again. Their defense is good. The Bucs' defense is very good. They held us to three points. They held the Saints to 10. So they've only allowed 13 points in the first two games of the season. That's pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. But their offense, it just hasn't looked good. Brady hasn't really been that sharp. He's been throwing temper tantrums on the sideline both games so far. Mike Evans got into a fight with Marshawn Lattimore again. That happened a couple years ago, I think in 2019, I believe. And, I mean, Jameis Winston right here, He they said he has five fractures in his back, and he still played in this game. Still playing this game. Got to give him credit. They still lost, but got to give the guy credit, though. You have five fractures in your back, and you're still playing. That's unbelievable. That's unreal. You know, the Panthers right here, talking about them. 
They're coming off getting beat by the Giants. It was close. It was close, but no cigar. So far, McCaffrey, who's had injury problems the last couple years, McCaffrey really hasn't hasn't been so bad. Hasn't been that bad so far. He's been pretty solid. He's looked good. That's good to see out of him right there because he's had the injury problems the last couple years. So, I mean, who knows how he's gonna look the rest of the way? I hope that he plays good the rest of the way. You know, because I feel for him. He's gotten paid the big money. And he hasn't been able to show for it, honestly. He really just hasn't with the injuries. But um, with this game right here, I think it's going to be very close, honestly. I think the Panthers are going to push the Saints a little bit. But in the end, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints on this one right here. And they'll bounce back with a big win over Carolina. So now we get to our first 4 o'clock game right here. First of, our first of four 4 o'clock games right here on Sunday. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Los Angeles Chargers. So the Jaguars right here coming off a big win, coming off a big shutout win over the Indianapolis Colts. Got to give them credit. Got to give them credit right there. I didn't think the Jaguars had a chance in this game. That's a big win, though. You know, Trevor Lawrence so far the first two weeks, he hasn't looked too bad, honestly. He hasn't looked too bad. You know, I'm rooting for him because, well, he was drafted number one. He was drafted number one last year, so obviously I'm rooting for the guy. He was a monster in Clemson. We all know that he was a monster in Clemson. So I'm I'm hoping for the best out of him, honestly. I'm hoping that we could see the best out of uh, Trevor Lawrence. I really hope so. I really, really hope so. I want to see him be that number one guy. Be that number one draft pick that he was drafted last year. Or that he was, you know, because he's, he's the guy. I want to see him be that guy. And this is a tough challenge right here against the Chargers. This is a tough challenge. But, you know, like I said, with the Chargers, you know, you got to feel for Justin Herbert, though. Because this kid's fucking great. Justin Herbert is great. It's just the Chargers curse right here. They play good, then they play bad. It's just, it, it's a whole curse for them. It really sucks, honestly. It really does. Because the Chargers have had so many great players over the years. So many great players over the years. Guys like Tomlinson, guys like Gates, guys like Rivers, and a guy like Bosa now, and a guy like Herbert, and Eckler, and um, Keenan Allen, and even before him, you know, Melvin Gordon, he was good for them too. They have all that talent right there, and they just haven't been able to get to the big one. They just haven't been able to do it. And it sucks. I feel bad for them. I really do. I want to see, I want to see the Chargers go to a Super Bowl. I really do. I want to see them go to the Super Bowl. If they're not playing my Cowboys, I want them to win. I really do. They deserve it. Their fans deserve it, and they do have fans. Yes, they do. I never. I, I always hated that stupid joke. Oh, your team has no fans. It's just a stupid thing to say. Honestly, it makes you sound stupid. Because you always have your captain, literal person, say, "No, we have that amount of fans." It just it makes you sound stupid. Say. Your fan base doesn't exist. But, you know, besides the point, um, with this game right here, we're seeing two of the youngest quarterbacks in this league right here. I think Trevor Lawrence needs to have a really big game. And he had a great game against the Colts, but this is a big one right here. Because the Jaguars, you could prove that you're legit. If they could beat the Chargers, if they could beat the Chargers, they could be a legit team this year. They legit could be a good team. You gotta make a point. You gotta make a statement. This is a game that you need. You cannot afford to lose this game. I know the AFC South 
is in bad shape so far to start the season, but you could take control of that division right here. You legit could take control of that division because, you know, the Colts, they don't stand a shot against the Chiefs. The Titans, I don't think they stand a shot against the Raiders. The Texans, they'll be able to, you know, stick around with the Bears because both teams, are, both teams are bad, but I think the Bears are going to be able to sneak out the win anyway. So you could have three teams right there in, that division, in your division that most likely are going to lose. So you need this win right here. You need this win. I mean, they could lose as well. All four teams could lose. The Jaguars will still be in first place in the division. But you need this win. You need to take control of the division. I think this game is going to be close because, like I said, you have two of the youngest quarterbacks in the league right now going at it. This has got to be the game of Trevor Lawrence's life right now. So I know it's only his second year, but you can really take control of this AFC South. It's in, it's in the palm of your hands right here. It is legit in the palm of your hands. Take control of it. Take the ball and run with it. Take control of this division. That's what you got to do. But in the end, though, I think the Chargers are going to bounce back from uh, last Thursday's loss against the Chiefs. It's a game they should have won, honestly. But I think the Chargers will bounce back, and they'll get the win over the Jaguars. I still think the Jaguars are going to be in first place at the end of the day, but you, you need this one. You just you need this one badly. You really do. You really fucking do. But now we get to an NFC West matchup. We got the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Both teams coming off. Getting blown out in week one and bouncing back in big ways in week two. The Rams, though, the Rams almost blew it to the Falcons. They were up 28-3. They were up 28-3, and they almost blew it to the Atlanta Falcons. They almost blew it to the Atlanta Falcons, which would have been insane. They wound up winning 31-27, but my God, could you just imagine? Could you just imagine the Falcons would have won that game? The Rams would have never heard the end of it. Imagine that. Starting 0-2. Could you just imagine that? That would have been absolutely shocking. That would have been absolutely shocking right there. I wouldn't even know what to say right there. But the Arizona Cardinals, well, they're coming off, you know, they were down 23-7 to the Raiders. They came back and won the game 29-23 in OT. So you got two teams right here bouncing back in big ways. And we know the Cardinals have had good success at home against the uh, the Rams. And obviously the Cardinals want revenge for what happened in the wild card round. Last year the Rams just embarrassed them. The Cardinals didn't stand a shot. Didn't stand a shot at all. So obviously the Cardinals are going to want redemption in this game. That's the obvious fact right there. They're going to want redemption in this game. Do I think they'll get it? I'm going to have to lean towards no. It'll be a very good game. I think it's going to be a very, very good football game this Sunday. But I think in the end, the LA Rams are still a better team, and they're going to sneak out with a W in Arizona over the Cardinals. So now we got the Atlanta Falcons and the Seattle Seahawks right here. So Atlanta Falcons starting off 0-2, so they lost in Week 1 to the Saints in a game they should have won. They were up, I think, 26-10. They wound up blowing it. And they almost came back against the Rams, but in the end, they couldn't do it. And, you know, the Seahawks right here, they're coming off getting embarrassed by the 49ers. Even after Trey Lance got hurt, my best wishes go out to him. Jimmy Garoppolo came in. He stepped in. The 49ers got the win on the Seahawks. I mean, right here with the Seahawks, though, 
this is what you kind of had to expect, like, out of Geno Smith. Geno Smith is very inconsistent. Like, in week one, he looked very solid against Denver. And how did he look against the 49ers? He looked very human. He just did not look that good. So it doesn't matter who the starting quarterback is for the Seahawks, whether it's Geno or Drew Locke, they're still going to be the same team right here. They're just not going to be that good. They're just not going to be that good at all. That's just the facts. I think they're going to win this game. They'll be all, they'll be above 500 after this game, which will be good for them, honestly. It will be. But um, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know, honestly. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think it matters who the starting quarterback is, the Seahawks. I really don't know. I mean, the Seahawks could be a sneaky team as well. They, they honestly could be, but... I don't know. I think in the long run, if you have Drew Locke and Geno Smith as your guys, or mostly right now it's Geno Smith that's the guy, I just don't see them going very far. I really don't. But in the end, right with this game, it's going to be one of those other low-scoring games this week. And I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks over the Atlanta Falcons. So now three more games right here. The last four o'clock game, a battle of Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, the Green Bay Packers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I always look forward to seeing Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. And here we go. Here we go. So the Packers right here, they're coming off, you know, embarrassing the Bears on Sunday night again. What else is new? The Bucks right here, you know, they're coming off beating the New Orleans Saints. You know, but... um. The Bucks' offense just hasn't been that good so far this season. They really haven't. Brady just really doesn't look that good, honestly. They were down 3-0 the majority of this game against the Saints, so they finally turned it on in the second half. So, I just don't know. I don't think... I, mean, I, can't, I can't say that Brady doesn't have it anymore. I can't say that because if I say that, I'm going to regret saying that, and Brady's just going to go off the rest of the way. So I will not bet against Brady. I'm not going to start that now. I have never betted against Brady. And I'm not going to start that shit now. But this game right here, it's going to live up to the hype, you know. The game of the week, obviously. We all know how this story does end, though. Brady versus Rodgers. Majority of the time, Brady beats Rodgers. He does. He does. This is always like a Super Bowl matchup that... uh people have talked about that just never happened obviously it can't happen now we know that for a fact but um obviously when Brady was in New England everybody used to talk about oh we want Brady versus Rodgers in the Super Bowl it almost happened in 2015 it almost did the Packers blew it in Seattle but I think this will be a really good game on Sunday might be the best game of the week honestly I will definitely say that obviously Rodgers wants to stick it to Brady and he I don't think he will. 
that's just me being honest. I don't think the Packers are going to be able to stick it to Brady right here. I think in the end, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Green Bay Packers. Brady beats Rodgers. That's just how it be. But now we get to our Sunday night football matchup right here. We have the San Francisco 49ers and the Denver Broncos. This one's an interesting one. So we got Jimmy G versus Russell Wilson right here. So my best wishes do go out to Trey Lance. He did break his ankle on Sunday against Seattle, and he's going to be out the rest of the season. Hopefully he comes back stronger next season for the 49ers. We don't know if he's going to be the starting quarterback. You know, Jimmy G obviously only has this year left on his deal. So we don't know what's going to happen. Do the 49ers bring back Jimmy G, depending on how he plays this season? Because the thing with Jimmy G, he gets a lot of shit because he is a game-managing quarterback. He's a game-managing quarterback. But he wins a lot of games. He wins games for you. This is a guy right here that went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. And this is a guy that went to the NFC Championship last year. You know, obviously, Jimmy G hasn't won a Super Bowl as a starter. He's got the two rings as a backup with the Patriots. But the guy knows how to win games. He knows how to win games. He doesn't... Doesn't crumble that much. He really doesn't. He wins those games. He's going to get you wins. It's not going to be in a flashy way like a Mahomes or like a Herbert. It just doesn't work that way with him. He is a game-managing quarterback, and he's a very good game-managing quarterback. That's just who he is. That's just who he is right there. That's just what he does. And with the Broncos right here, they're coming off beating the Texans, but it wasn't really in a, a statement kind of way after getting embarrassed by Seattle. Um, I don't say about the Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett, so far these first two games, he has just been bad. He's been bad, honestly. He has not been good. I know it's only his third game right here coming up, but I don't think he's that guy. I just don't think he is. I don't think he is. And Russell far hasn't looked too good. I know he's still getting used to Denver, obviously. I, I get it, but he just hasn't looked that good so far. He just doesn't look that good so far, honestly. Maybe things change against 49ers, but you're facing a very good 49ers defense. Russell knows all about them. He's played, he's played the 49ers his whole career. He's played him his whole career. He knows what they're all about. So if anybody knows how to beat him, it should be him. It should be him, honestly. But I think, you know, Jimmy G is going to do what Jimmy G does, and he wins games. He wins games. So in the end right here, I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers over the Denver Broncos. And now we get to the last game of the week, Monday Night Football, my Dallas Cowboys versus the New York Giants in an NFC East matchup. What a way to end week three. So my Dallas Cowboys right here coming off a huge bounce back win over the Bengals. Huge. The offense looked really good in the first half. Cooper Rush, I will give him credit, he had a really solid game. Had a very good first half. The second half was very lackluster until that last drive. They have plenty of chances to bury the Bengals back on Sunday. But the offense just couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done to the very end. But I'll give a lot of guys credit. Noel Brown had a great game, probably the best game of his career so far. 
C.D. Lamb stepped it up as the number one receiver. I think he had seven catches around 70 yards. But like so, Noel Brown, I think he had five catches around 85 yards. Had a touchdown as well. Pollard, Pollard looked really good. Zeke didn't look too bad, honestly. Didn't look too bad. I kind of like the whole thing where one drive they have Pollard, the next drive they have Zeke. That actually is pretty good. That's, a good. that's actually a good balance. I will give them credit on that. And obviously the defense was great the whole game against Cincinnati. They shut them down from start to finish. I'll give them a lot of credit on that, obviously. Um, the O-line actually wasn't bad. They didn't get many penalties on the O-line. I think they maybe had like a couple false start penalties. I don't think anybody was called for holding at all. So that's, that's good to see. Cowboys didn't have that many penalties in this game. They've had a lot of penalties. You know, they had a lot of penalties last year. And, of course, they had a lot of penalties against the Bucks in week one. But the Cowboys, they kind of calmed it down with the penalties against Cincinnati, which was good to see, which was very good to see. Um, and the Giants right here, they're off to a 2-0 start, their first 2-0 start since 2016. Beating the Titans in week one, beating the Panthers back on Sunday. And like I said, with Brian Dable, he's going to really lead He's gonna lead the Giants to good things, honestly. Because I did like what I saw out of him against the Titans when Daniel Jones threw a miserable pass right there in the end zone that got picked off. He was yelling at him. He wasn't going to go up to him and be his friend and be like, oh, it's okay. He criticized him right to his face. I don't know what he said to him, but he was getting in his face. Daniel Jones was just sitting there. He was listening to it. He didn't get upset, didn't walk away. He took the criticism. And the Giants won that game. On that last drive right there, they did great. He did great. You know, they beat the Panthers right here. They didn't look that great offensively against the Carolina Panthers. Didn't look that great. But hey, listen, they're 2-0. The Giants defense, though, that's going to be the major key this season. Is their defense. It's their defense. Their defense is going to be very, very good. That's just how it is. I think it's going to be a lot like 2016 where the Giants started off 2-0. And a majority of that season where they won, I think they won 11 games that year. I think they were 11-5. and A majority of those wins were because of that defense. That defense was very, very good. They got exposed in the playoffs against Green Bay. But overall, the regular season, that defense was very fucking good. But I think the Giants in a couple years, I think this is not going to be a whole like uh, this is not going to be a whole thing where they have one good season like 2016 and then they fall apart. Like, no, I don't see that at all. I think the Giants are going to be good for the next couple of years. I think Brian Dable's really built something with this team, and they're going to be good. So now getting back to my Cowboys right here, they're saying Dak Prescott could be back in week four now. I guess the commanders, I'm like, but why are you going to rush him back? Like, if Cooper Rush has another good game on Monday night, just let Prescott do his, his stint till when they play Chicago or Detroit. Don't rush him back. Because then what if, you bring, what if you bring Prescott back against Washington and he shits the bed? What if he does that? What, well, then, then what? And then you got L.A. next. Come on. Let's just let's balance it out right here, honestly. You know, if Dak feels like he's ready, okay, go out there. But if they're going to force him back, that, that's not right to do. And they're saying that Michael Gallup could be playing maybe on Monday. And also Jason Peters as well. You get him on the old line. That's huge. I know he's 40 years old, but... And he's still going to be pretty effective for us. So that's huge for us. Especially get Gallup back in there as well. So the guys that you'll run on the offense right there, wide receiver-wise, you'll have CD, Noel Brown, and Michael Gallup. So that's good. That is good. So it balances out a little bit. That's good. That's what you need right there. But in the end right here with my Dallas Cowboys against the New York Giants, 
I'm going to go with my Dallas Cowboys over the Giants right here. I think my Cowboys will be 2-1. I hope that Washington wins on Sunday against Philly. And hopefully we have a four-way tie in the NFCs. I think it's going to be a really good game, though, because both defenses we know are good. The Cowboys' defense is good, and the Giants' defense is good. So I think we will mostly see a defensive game. I think the Cowboys are still a little bit better offensively. I still think they are. That's not a knock on the Giants. I'm not being biased. I'm just stating my opinion right there. I think that's an opinion. It's not a fact. It's an opinion. But we'll see what happens. We should win this game. It's very winnable. I don't want to hear any excuses. You just beat the Bengals. You just beat a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. I don't want to hear any excuses. You better win this game. We know Daniel Jones has struggled against the Cowboys throughout his career. He does have one win against us. That was back in uh, 2020 in the last game of the season. So he does have one win against us. But a majority of the time Daniel Jones has faced the Cowboys, he has struggled. So continue that struggle. That's what we need right there. Keep it fucking going. All right, guys, it's the end of the episode right here. So going over my predictions right here. we got only a couple minutes left. So Steelers versus Browns. I have the Steelers, Texans, and Browns. Texans versus Browns. Oh, my God. Let me start over again. Steelers versus Browns. I have the Steelers. Texans versus Bears. I have the Bears. Raiders versus Titans. I have the Raiders. Chiefs versus Colts. I have the Chiefs. Bills versus Dolphins. I have the Bills. Lions versus Vikings. I have the Vikings. Ravens versus Patriots. I have the Ravens. Bengals versus Jets, I have the Jets. Eagles versus the Commanders, I have the Eagles. Saints versus Panthers, I have the Saints. Jaguars versus Chargers, I have the Chargers. Rams versus Cardinals, I have the Rams. Falcons versus Seahawks, I have the Seahawks. Packers versus Bucks, I have the Bucks. 49ers versus Broncos, I have the 49ers. And my Dallas Cowboys versus the New York Giants, I have my Dallas Cowboys. All right, guys, hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. I am going to get back into doing wrestling uh, episodes pretty soon. I will say early October we'll start doing. We'll start with a fresh start in October. So the next episode that will come out will be then either next Tuesday or Wednesday for my week four predictions. So far I've lost in both my weeks with predictions right here. Again, the only prediction I hope that I'm wrong about is the Eagles. We need the Commanders to win. So that's just... That's just it right there. But I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And the next time I'll talk to you guys will be either next Tuesday or Wednesday. Or it could even be Thursday, which within those three days next week for my week four predictions. Love you guys. You guys are the best. I can't wait to talk to you guys a lot more soon. Talk to you guys next week.